0: Who do you know who's hurting?
1: Who do you know that is fatherless? Who do you know that is in desperate need of Christ? What greater place to bring them than church, amen? And so as I look out and I see our wonderful crowd and the people that I love very, very much, we need to start filling these seats with people who are hurting, people who are fatherless, people who need
0: Hope because we have a God of hope. We have a God of hope. And if we're not sharing that hope with people who are hurting, then all we have become, all we have become is an ark with the door shut to anyone who doesn't look, sound, or act like us. I don't want an ark like that. God made that ark and he put 8 people on it. The church should be a
1: place where the hurting come, where the sick are invited, where the fatherless are, are brought in and and arms are put around them and loved on by the people so that they can experience the God of hope. So we need to look back as Romans 15, verse 4 through 6 tells us. Let's stand together as we read this. Romans 15, verses 4 through 6. We need to take a look back and see how God, even in the, in the Old Testament, still pointed to Christ as to what was going to happen. And we can look at the lives of those who messed up, people who made mistakes and find the grace of God. And, and man, when, when people are hurting, they should be able to come into a church and experience the grace of God of God by his people for whatever has or for whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope Now may the God who gives perseverance and encouragement grant you to be of the same mind with one another according to Christ Jesus so that with one purpose and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I ask this morning that we understand the idea of one mind, one
0: hope, one body And help us to embrace the fact that not everybody is like us. And I was blessed this week to be around people who are not like me. And they're people who love you. They love you with the same love that I have. Some had much greater faith than I've ever experienced in my life. And just listening to some of their stories amazed me. Father, may this church become a place where hurting people come and find the hope that they're needing and they're looking
1: for. We pray this in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction. A lot of people look at the Old Testament and say, you know, I really don't understand the Old Testament. Let me help you. And the pastor this week reminded us of this. Everything in the Old Testament points to Christ. That's what the Old Testament did. It pointed us to Christ. And and that's what we use the Old Testament for, to, to pay attention, to look at and to receive instruction for perseverance and encouragement of the Scriptures that we might have hope. The Bible tells in Hebrews chapter 11 that there were many who received the promise and yet never saw it. Fulfilled in their time, but they they trusted that christ was coming They believed that jesus was coming and the hope of their life and the purpose of their life that was brought to them by that Hope was that christ would come and that they could live for that And so they became foreigners. They became people that no one really understood why because they lived differently The very hope that is within us because of christ should cause us to live differently we should not Look the same as the world. And man, I was so uh, hit head on this past week with that very truth that I have begun to look more and more like the world. That's not what you want to hear from your pastor, but it is a confession. It is by by, by taking that week away to examine what was happening. And I realized I'm beginning to look more and more like the world. What has happened? Something has creeped in to my life. And instead of recognizing and living for the hope of the day, many around you will tell you that I have not been able to see the good in life, but instead I have, I have seen nothing but the negative. And it's really something that, that has to change. It has to, to change in, in my life first as the pastor. And if I am setting the example of of perseverance and and seeing the good and and recognizing the hope of God, then it will bleed down to the rest of my family and to my church family.
0: What God did this week
1: with a lot of my time was point out, Tom, this this is what needs to take place in your life. These are the things that you need to have encouragement with. I still love you even though you aren't following me like you should.
0: I still love you, Tom. And I love you enough to discipline you. I love you enough to get in your face with the truth. And and you need to go back and remember that I am a good God. And that I have blessed you beyond measure. Listen to me, Pine Island God is a good God. And he has blessed Pine Island beyond measure.
1: I sat and listened to the stories of churches who have had to shut their doors. There were a lot of churches there this week that had to combine their churches. They had come together and and they they couldn't keep paying all the folks, so they took two churches in the same town and just made one. Why? Because they couldn't pay their bills anymore. COVID had had done such a thing to them that 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 they lost their ties, they lost their money. And and they lost their buildings. And so those two churches came together and and made one church. And 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 so it's kind of a black eye on the community, to be honest with you. When when one church has to shut down, people trust me, people are always gonna say, Well, what happened over there? I wonder what the preacher did. I wonder what the people did. But a lot of stuff has happened. So
0: Pine Island, I'm telling you, you we are blessed beyond measure here. God has blessed us significantly right here at this church.
1: That should give us that hope. Listen to what he says. Now, Verse 5, Now may the God who gives perseverance and encouragement grant you to be of the same mind with one another according to Christ Jesus. There is still somewhat of a divide in even Pine Island where some people think that, you know what, this is the only way to do things. And others go, well, no, I like doing it my way. The Bible tells us, listen, it's not about your way or my way. It's what God desires. And if we will come together and quit talking about how something should get done and sit down and pray about it, God will give us the same mind moving forward. And I don't know about you, but I want the same mind. And I want God to take and bless and grow and do things that we never dreamed or imagined right here at Pine Island Baptist Church. Almost 18 years ago, November the 2nd will be 18 years, almost 18 years ago, we walked into a little bitty church that, that trust me, has changed tremendously There has been a ton of change right here Not just the physical but the spiritual and the numbers and the ministry and the things that we represent It blessed me this morning. I had a man come to me just before Sunday school and he said tom I want to share a story with you and he began to share about how some people were discussing our church And it was a very positive way that they were discussing us folks Pine Island is is, is making some changes and doing some things in the community and we are being recognized for that. But here's what Satan wants. Satan wants to come in and, and, and say to you, well, they're not doing it the way I would do it. Who cares? Thank God they're doing it.
0: It would be like me going and telling Donna
1: Bond, hey, Donna, you ought to cook those things this way. I'm not an idiot. Well, okay. <laughs> not in everything, okay. I understand and I get it. I, 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 I want to eat. So I'm not going to tell her that she's not doing it. I love the fact that I can turn that over to her and trust her with that and not have to worry about it. But I promise you, as blessed as we are, and she's so sweet, she would never ever say it, but I'll say it for her. There are still people who tell her, you know, if you just do this. Listen, listen to me. Now, may the God who gives perseverance and encouragement grant you to be of the same mind with one another according to Christ Jesus. So that with one Purpose, You're getting this, right? So with one purpose and one voice, you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Satan would love more than anything to come in and divide God's church right here at Pine Island. But the goal of Pine Island should be one voice, one purpose, and that will bring glory and honor
0: to the Father. God is so good to us. Let's keep reading. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6.
1: Paul's writing to the church in Philippi, and he says, For I am confident of this very thing. So Paul's going to share with us one thing that he's absolutely sure about, and it is this, that he who began a good work among you will complete it by the day of Christ Jesus. Isn't that good news? God is not finished working on you. Some of you look at your spouse and say, Praise God. Right? God's not done.
0: He's still working. And what he is doing is he is doing something that is greater than you.
1: I asked our youth the other day, I said, why in the world do you guys struggle in this area and that area? And one of the kids said it best. I'm just not comfortable
0: doing that. God did not call us to be comfortable. God did not call us to do what we enjoy. God called us that he might stretch us and mold us and make us into who he wants us to be. So God is doing a work, a
1: good work. And it says in in the New American Standard, it says, among you, his people. Remember, he's writing He's not being specific. He's writing to the church, and he is saying a good work in the church, and he will complete it by the day of Christ Jesus. The question becomes, what is Christ doing here at Pine Island? You say, well, I enjoy my people. I enjoy those that I am around, and those are the people that I know. Wednesday before last, what we did, we brought our youth in, And we sat them down there with the adults, and I ask you adults to adopt one of the youth. How is that going? Have we reached out to these young people? Have we prayed for them daily? Have you sent them? And I know a lot of you older folks know how to send a text. If you don't know how, let me talk to you. I will be glad to show you how to send a text. Are we encouraging? Are we doing the things that God called us to do? Are we involving ourselves into the life of our children? Because as you get older, your responsibilities now are to raise up the younger generation and bring them to a place of encouragement and purpose just as
0: God has done for you. For
1: he who began a good work among you will complete it by the day of Christ Jesus. You may tell you the biggest problem? we have is that we're trying to do the work ourselves.
0: God is the one going to do it. God will give you the purpose. God will give you the things that you desperately need. Think about our kids going to camp. A lot of
1: our kids could not have gone to camp unless you personally gave for them to go to camp. Some of you have asked, well, what can we do for the mission trip? There are still some who probably need to be sponsored. Some of them have gone to, to everything this summer. And so their, their parents are saying, yeah, I'll, I'll be glad to take sponsorship if anybody wants to sponsor my kid. But, but we need that, and we thank you for those of you who have given so much. And you blessed a child. You gave of yourself, and, and you gave that child an opportunity to go. It was a joy to watch those little, little boys and little girls at Boys and Girls Camp. And the joy that they had, the fun that they had. And then at youth, to watch those youth be
0: challenged by the pastor. God is still working in this church. And He will not be done until Christ comes back. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who is at work in you. For it is God who is at work in you you. That
1: urge to get up and to pray, that urge to share the gospel, that urge to to change some of the things in your life, it is God who is at work in you. And listen to what else he says, both to desire and to work for his good pleasure. Are you working outside of the church for the Lord? Are you doing more than just showing up on Sunday and Wednesday? Are people coming into this church? Do the people at your job know that you are a believer? Have you invited them to church? Or does your lifestyle at work lead them to think, why would I want to go to that church? Both to desire and to work for his good pleasure. It is God who is at work with it within you. And his desire is to work for his good pleasure. That's what, that's what should be within you is to do the things that God has given us. And listen, we keep reading. This is why. 2 Thessalonians two sixteen through 17. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who has loved us and given us eternal comfort and good hope by grace. Listen, if we are saved, we have eternal comfort. Amen? If if, if I die, I do not want you to mourn me being gone. I am in a much better place. I am not going to be messed up. I'm not going to be set. Matter of fact, I will finally be at that place that I long for, the day where there's no more temptation. This is he who has loved us and given us eternal comfort and good hope by grace. Listen to what else he says. Comfort and strength, There's comfort and strength in your hearts in every good work and word. Here's what God laid on my heart this week. Or maybe a better way to put it, this is how God slapped me upside the head. Sometimes God, you know, anybody else in here hard-headed when it comes to your spiritual life? Anybody? Just checking. Um, God sometimes has to smack Tom upside the head.
0: Let me read this to you again. Comfort and strengthen your hearts in every good work and word. I had forgotten that a lot of the things that I'm doing, really everything that I'm doing, should be a joy. Should be a joy. I was like, man, I got to go to camp. I just got back from camp.
1: Got to go to camp and then... Daryl said, hey, I heard you were looking for somebody to go to camp. I'm like, thank God. And I said, yes, sir. And so Daryl so graciously and, and loved every second of it, laid in that little twin bed on that single mattress and cut the light out every night at 11. <laughs> He's like, lights out. <laughs> I'm not ready yet. Well, should have read your manual. It says lights out at 11. Um But after I got there, what
0: happened to me was God was like, you know what? It's going to rain. And it's up to you to be happy. It's not going to be sunny.
1: It's not going to be pretty. And when it stops raining and the sun does come out, it's going to be a beautiful summer day.
0: Yeah, steam bath outside. But as you go through that day, it's your decision to remember that, Tom, I called you to this church and I called you to these kids. Rejoice in that fact. And the longer that I was there, the more I began to recognize and be reminded of just how good God is. How good Daryl was for taking a hit for Brother Tom, because Brother Tom slept in the cabin in, 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 in the motel on a full size bed.
1: I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. But he did it with joy. There have been a lot of you. Go with us and sleep on those little sweet, comfortable beds. You know what it does? It makes you more thankful for that bed you have at home. (laughs) We should be about
0: the work of God. That's That's what our life should be about. Comfort and strengthen your hearts in every good work and word. I watched our leaders this week. It is such a
1: joy to sit and watch two young ladies that you have been a part of their life forever come in and just step right up to the plate. It was a joy to have Megan and Amanda there and just to watch their growth and and to see them mature and see them grow in, in their faith. And it was awesome.
0: I've known Amanda since she was six, wherever she is today.
1: There she is over there. I've known her since she was six years old. And I've watched her grow in her faith. And just to sit and listen to my daughter share a little bit of her own testimony with our church and with um, Chad and Lisa's church, it it
0: blessed me this week to be a part of what God is doing. God is not done.
1: And let let me show you what I mean. Isaiah 5511 says, "So will my word be which goes out of my mouth? it will not return to me empty."
0: Some of yours is going to say what? Void without accomplishing what I desire, and without succeeding in the purpose for which. We have to understand God is at work among us. And because He is at work among us, we have a God of hope. We have hope for this younger generation as they grow in Christ. Those of you that are older, stretch yourself. Stretch yourself. I hear people say this all the time, well, this is just who I am. Well, if you're not who God made you to be, then that ought not be who you are. Stretch yourself. Those of you that came alongside some of
1: these young people, contact them. Get a hold of them. Let them know that you love them. Let them know that that you are glad that they're here and that there is a God
0: of hope. Pray with them.
1: And when they call you right before a test and say, would you pray for me? I'm about to go take a test. Tell them that you're going to pray that God will help them to recall everything they studied. Right? Be a part of their
0: life. The good news is this. Our God of hope has called us to a greater work and a greater purpose. And praise God, he's not done with us yet. Stretch yourself. Allow God to use you even if you're in your 90s. Allow God to use you even if you're a teenager. Become who God has called you to be because his hope should spur us on to greater things. Than we without him could ever accomplish. Let's stand together. Father, I thank you that you love us. And I thank you, Lord, that you've called us to greater things. And that we should
1: enjoy the hope that you've put within us. Not look at it as something that, oh, now that God's done this, I got to do X, Y, and Z. But instead, because you've done this, Lord, it opens the door for me to serve and to give. Father, we thank you for all that you're doing in our
0: lives. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed this church. But, Father, may we open the doors for the sick and the hurting. May we be known in this area as a church that people come in and find Christ. They come in and they find hope in their hopeless situation. Let young people come in and find a father figure, a mother figure, right here in this church.
1: Make this church your own. Put your signature upon it, God, that we are not just a place that gathers, but we are a place that serves and ministers and administers the gospel.
0: Father, thank you for this. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.